welcome to Screen Time. It's movies, streaming, and everything in between. Gary Tangway, Drew Yano. The topic on today's show is Michael Keaton. And Drew's wife has always said that there's a resemblance between Michael Keaton and Drew. You want to tell us? You... <laughs> and, and you have brown eyes and he has blue eyes, as, as you've said. Blue uh, network spit an image. Other than that, that's it. Uh, but it's interesting because I've known Drew for over 20 years. And since day one, I know that he is, or I knew I should say, that he is a huge Michael Keaton fan. And I've been up and down. Right now, I am up. I am one of the biggest Michael Keaton fans that you will find right now. Early in his career, not so much. But that's what we're going to talk about. The topic is Michael Keaton. So let's begin at the beginning. Drew, why did you always like this guy so much? And we'll start talking about some of his earlier projects. Well, I think I got to give you some history because you have to understand who he is, where he came from. And, and I kind of always, I knew this even then, like his right. name isn't even Michael Keaton. His name is Michael John Douglas, but he couldn't, because right. of SAG, he couldn't be Michael Douglas because there was a Michael Douglas. And there was also, as you well know, a Mike Douglas, who was a talk show host in Philadelphia. <laughs> who picked the name Keaton out of the phone book, supposedly. Um, but he always from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right. Irish Catholic family, um, went to Kent State for a couple of years. And then, believe it or not, he was on Mr. Rogers. Right. And then he went to L.A. and became a stand-up comic. And that's when I first experienced Michael Keaton and. I thought he was pretty funny. He's not like the hysterical guys today that you see that are, you know, really great. But he was funny and there was, he had the physical comedy and it was just something about him. And I know he ended up on like, not the Mary Tyler Moore show where she, with Ted Baxter and all that stuff, but she had a variety show after that. And he was on that. And he, you know, somehow resonated with people. He, as you know, he wanted to be an actor and he ended up getting a, a job in a movie called rabbit test which no one i think has ever seen but then he came out of the gate big time in a movie called night shift which right. is when i really fell in love right. with the guy he played bill blazowski he him and henry winkler were uh, attendants in the coroner's office and they decide to run they they call themselves love brokers. They decided to run a house of prostitution and of course winkler's the stick the stickler and and Keaton's the funny guy. And I haven't seen it in a long time. It would be interesting to see if it stands up. I recommend people to try and watch it. You can find it, you know, voice remote into your TV. You'll find it. Probably got to pay $3.99 to see it, but it, it's worth it. But he was hysterical in it and that set him off. So and that's when I, I first saw him. I thought of him as a character actor and he obviously became a leading man. But I think that's one of the reasons. First, though, it was all comedy at first. All comedy at first, correct. I, I, I always thought of him as the, at the as the funny sidekick. But I think as we've seen today, that great character actors have become leading men. Well, and, he did that uh, in Mister Mom. Remember Mister Mom? Well, that was my that was my next point. When, yep. when Mister Mom came out, that was like, oh wow, this guy could carry a movie. But yep. back to Night Shift because that was directed by Ron Howard, right? <laughs> who was coming off of Happy Days with Henry Winkler. And I think what Keaton did in that movie, and I think Winkler's great. He's obviously had a resurgence, yep. you know, in his career um, with Barry. It's outstanding. But I think that Keaton kind of stole the show from the Fonz in Night Shift. He did. And I, 
I would be remiss as a writer not to mention who the writers were of that. And they were the guys who were the Fairley brothers before the Fairley brothers. They were, um, what's her name? Lowell Gans and yeah. Babalu yeah. Mandel. Bob These guys, Mandel. they were hysterical. They did that. They did City Slickers. They did a bunch of really funny movies. They wrote Fever the, Pitch, who Pete and Bob directed. Yes, at Fever Fenway. Pitch. Yeah. They were like legendary in Hollywood. And they did that. And they did a great job writing. But I think Keaton probably, you know, ad-libbed a ton. And what's interesting is I saw an interview with Keaton about why he became a stand-up comic. Because he always wanted to be an actor. But what he said was he was bored. And he was driving a cab. And he was working all the jobs that actors work. And he just started to write material. And he just found it a good acting exercise. Because you're right. I don't think. You know, I think I've seen some of his stand up, but, uh, you know, he's he was never Bill Burr or, uh, you know, know, but I don't think he ever wanted to be. But that just goes to show how talented he is because he did make a living. And that's how he paid the bills before he became a a great comedic actor. It got him noticed, as it does often. A lot of stand up comics go from stand up comedy to, you know, the movies. So it worked. And, you know, like I said, Mr. Mom, I remember, was huge, like you said, because he carried it. Right. Also, I think about it, he's a stay-at-home dad, way ahead of today, where there's a billion stay-at-home dads. There was none then. It was great. Right. He did a right, really nice job. Yeah, and also Terry Gar was in that. Yeah, as I well. love Terry Gar. One of my and faves. She was great. And she was also a big star at the time, too. I can't remember if, if God was before or after that. She did um, God. She also did Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Terry we'll, do, we'll do a show on her. <laughs> we we should. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Do you uh, remember Johnny Dangerously? I do. Not a big fan of that one. Uh, I I don't know why, but I got a kick out of the swearing that wasn't swearing. It was kind of a Saturday Night Live routine, you know, maybe right. for 10 minutes, but I kind of liked it and I thought he was good in it. Uh, and then came Beetlejuice, you know. And that was with Alec Baldwin was in that and Gina Davis, right? Too. Yeah, Tim, Tim Burton, though, big, huge thing. I mean, Tim think Burton. what he did with the makeup and all the stuff. It was a huge hit. Well, I thought that I've always thought that everything that, that Keaton is in, he is great. I just wasn't a Beetlejuice guy. Oh, the, I wasn't either. I, you know, like the Johnny Dangerously thing, that didn't really resonate with me. But I always thought that he delivered. I mean, you know, he commits when he played Beetlejuice. I mean, he I mean, he was all in. I mean, forget it. Same with Batman. Batman blew me away. See, that's when you knew that, okay, this guy can act. And I'm going to compare him to Robin Williams. And some people may say that's a stretch, but hear me out. Uh, You know what I'm saying, right? I mean, Robin Williams is one of the great comic geniuses of all time. We understand that. But when he did Dead Poets Society, less was more. Now, Michael Keaton went from playing these roles in Mom, right? or Beetlejuice, or Night Shift, where they were like over-the-top comedic actors, not so much Mom, mom but certainly Beetlejuice and Johnny Dangerously. But, you know, you know, he comes in, you know, he comes into a movie, and all of a sudden as Batman, it's all about the eyes, and less is more, and he yeah. pulled it off. And his first dramatic turn was Clean and Sober. I don't know if you ever saw that. I did, and I it's remember, on my list. I remember seeing it going, holy shit. This is a funny guy. He's not funny in this. He's like dead serious, straight, great actor. And that's when I knew. But, uh, you know, another one of my favorites is Multiplicity. If any, 
anybody has never seen multiplicity, you got to see it where he gets cloned four times. The, the way he pulls that off, that, that reminds me of Robin Williams. That's the kind of thing Robin right. Williams could have done. And, right. and I thought, great. I think that I need to see that. I have not seen that. You never I saw multiplicity? I haven't seen oh, multiplicity. Yeah. So I need to see Very good. Very good. Uh, I loved Clean and Sober. I yeah. love that movie. And I thought that what Keaton did in that movie is kind of what Sandra Bullock did in 28 Days. Yeah. You know, I mean, heavy stuff. I mean, really, really, really deep and really, really good. And I think that Keaton is kind of like, I look at him now as like the everyman. I don't, don't you think? I mean, I don't look at him as a leading man. As, like, as an older guy, yes. Yeah, as an older even, guy. But even even younger, like I never looked at him as, as a cruise. Oh no, no, he wasn't a, a heartthrob. Yeah. Um look, he did things like Jackie Brown and Out of Sight, which were terrific, you know, his you know, not leading roles. Right. Um and Birdman, of course, which I've never seen. I have to confess, movie guy, never seen Birdman. I know it's nominated for Academy Award. For some reason, I, just, I didn't want to see him in it. I don't know why. I didn't want to see him in it. I and you know what, Drew, I watched it this afternoon. Oh, did you? I just, and you know yeah. what? I don't need to see it. You don't need to see it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. And this is for the the people people watching. The acting is terrific. I mean, this and I understand why I won for cinematography. The cinematography is terrific. It's a little overdone. I don't need to go through a hallway again with a camera. I've I've kind of like I, I, I got it. It's. A terrific behind-the-scenes look at the theater world, and I think that it shows. First of all, he was fantastic in it. I mean, it's a weird movie. He got nominated, it's, he and it got nominated. You know what? But it, it's weird. You know, it's just weird. There's a lot of it's in his head, and you don't know what's real, and you don't not know what's my kind not. of movie. I have to say, it's not your kind of movie at all. It's and you. the ending is the best part, not because it's over. Okay, but because it was very creative Mm. and it fits with the rest of the movie. It's a little it's it's somewhat I would say the ending is similar to the feather in Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, well, it's interesting because he, you know, he follows that up with with Spotlight, which, you know, another Academy Award thing. And he was great in it. And he plays, you know, the editor of the Boston Globe in the priest crisis. So. But, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, movies, streaming, and in between, right? Everything in between. The whole reason we thought of this, and it was your idea, I got to give you credit, was, you know, talking about actors who are using streaming now. They're appearing in stuff that's streaming, whether it's a series or a film, which I keep telling everybody, there's no more movies. Sure, you can see a two-hour movie on streaming, but that's like, oh, look at that. Oh, I'll watch for two hours. Maybe if it's any good, you'll do it. If someone's told you it's good, but it's mostly this. It's like, and that brings us to Dope Sick, which is what you know prompted us to do this. And I mentioned two two other projects just before that, just to show his range. Yep. Because I mean, Drew and everybody knows, you know, I act, I'm auditioning, I'm studying, I take it very seriously. And when it comes to range and how certain actors produce that range. Keaton does it. He does it amazing. He does an amazing job, but he doesn't necessarily change his colors. Not like Christian Bale. 
right? Who at some point in time you don't recognize or not like Daniel Day-Lewis. He uses his body. He uses his instrument the same. And that's even more difficult, Drew. But God damn it. He delivers every time. And I'll give you two examples. Did you ever see the other guys? Yes. He plays the, and it's totally over the top, tongue in cheek. Yeah. And he's fucking great. Yeah. He's great. I mean, you know, it's a comedy, right? Yeah. But like, and here's, here's a, Keaton, big star, takes a supporting role. And he plays the over the top, satirical, stereotypical detective who yells it. And he's great at it. The other one is, did you ever, and I don't think you did. Did you ever see Spider-Man Homecoming? He plays the villain. Mm. And yeah, I didn't. You, your kid, you, your daughter was out of the house, so I didn't think you watched it. He plays Vulture. Adrian Toomes, the bad guy. And there's a scene, Drew, in the kitchen where Spider-Man is like, you know, um, there. Peter Parker and he, like, Peter knows he's a bad guy. And Keaton knows that he knows he's a bad guy. And we know he's a bad guy. It's kind of like... And up until that point, we thought he was just a nice guy. Mm. But everybody knows, but nobody's saying it. It's phenomenal acting because you could cut the tension with a knife. And, you know, of course, at the end, I don't know, freaking wings grow out of him and he becomes like a wacko superhero. But up till then, he's fabulous. I'm sorry, go ahead. I wanted to get that in before we got to Dope Sick. Well, let's talk about Dope Sick because here's, here we go. I've talked about this before on, on this podcast. You know, the, the whole thing with streaming now is you go out to dinner with another couple or two other couples. Almost the first question that comes out, hey, you watching anything? And of course, you know, most recently, Friday night, we went out to dinner and said, hey, what are you watching? Dope sick. You know, and I can't tell you how many times in the last three weeks I've heard dope sick. So it's like, damn, I got to watch dope sick. Right. And I've seen three episodes. I haven't finished it. But, you know, he's 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 just Michael Keaton. He's. Like you said, he's every man. He can play that guy. He can play Ramsey Clark in The Trial of Chicago 7, which, you know, Aaron Sorkin did, you know, about a year or two ago. Great, great movie. Um, Worth, which is about the guy who they, the lawyer they, uh, the U.S. government right. selected to find out how much to pay the victims of 9-11. Right. He was so understated in that. And just, he did a marvelous job in it. And you know that's him. He's just you know. Did you see the found, Did you see the founder? Uh, I I saw the founder. Yeah. You know what? And there's another example because he's not a good guy in the founder. No, he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy, but he still plays it off. He you know he, he leaves the wife. He cheats the McDonald brothers out of the deals. You know you know and but he can still do it without putting on the black hat and the mustache and the cape and tying you know the tying somebody to the railroad track um you haven't seen all of dope six so i won't give it away but he continues to play his role in such an understated way um and actually i did let drew know about some of the things about dope six down the road but if you haven't seen it everybody needs to watch it i also thought that the acting in dope six was tremendous everybody in that cast again another example why streaming is phenomenal there is not a bad actor in that cast. I'm, that cast, I mean, you'll see, Drew, the next, that cast is loaded. And the character and the actors, every damn one of them, man, just freaking nails it. Well, Keaton does what I love actors to do. He acts with his face. It's not so much what he says, right. or even if he says anything, he acts with his face. Right. And it's amazing. 
it's very subtle because you know if you're in a theater you can't do that you have to right. exaggerate you because people got to see it 20 rows 50 rows away in a movie it's less less is more as you say and you know he's he does that in this a lot and he did it in worth uh, it's just uh, i'm a fan i'm a fan you know he's he, he's probably done 50 movies you know he's thank god he keeps getting work so well, you look at it as I'm sure you did. I mean, you look at the IMDb page and then you go from movies, then you look at TV too, yeah, which, too. you know, and he's still shooting things uh, on your list. He, he's in your top five, huh? I don't know. Top 10, certainly. I just enjoy him. I've, I've enjoyed the stuff he's done. And and like I said, he, you know, the, the comedy, I just remember seeing him probably on the Mike Douglas show, <laughs> some dumb thing like that, you know? I remember seeing him and, and thinking, hey, it's a funny guy. I kind of like his, his, I kind of liked his way, you know? And so when he became an actor, I wasn't surprised. And, and Night Shift, you know, was when Oh, I did we mention the paper? The paper, he was in the paper as well. well the, Ron Howard film. The, the line I love in the paper, Spalding Gray, another great actor, is the editor of the New York Times. And, you know, he steals the story off his desk but because he's working at the New York Post or whatever it was at the yeah. time. And, uh, yeah, I think the the logo for the Times was, you know, we bring you the world, what or the New York Times brings you the world. And Spalding Gray said, "You're you're losing out on an op-. he was offered him a job to work for the Times." And he goes, "He said you're missing out on an opportunity to deliver the news to the world." And Keaton goes on the line. He says, "Yeah, I don't live in the fucking world. I live in New York fucking city." And he hangs up the phone. And I think those are the everyman moments where how many times have we wanted to say that to somebody? You know, we wanted to just tell somebody to F off and hang up the phone, you know. Yeah. So, all right, Drew, any final thoughts on Michael Keaton? No, I'm looking forward to the end of Dope Sick and whatever he's got going next. He, you know, if you look at his IMDb, he's got stuff that he's lined up. I notice he's in a few of these comic book movies, and they all are because they make a ton of money. Because not only do they get what they get, and they get those, you know, you get paid forever. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Listen, they're fun. Yeah. You know, that's another thing is like, again, to put on my snobby actor hat, you know, if you get to run around in front of a green screen and like beat something up and shoot a gun, what's more fun? Or I, not, I'm not saying shoot a, gu- a gun, but if you get to run around being a superhero of some sort in front of a green screen and get paid a lot of money, get paid a lot of money, get paid a lot of money. What's more fun than that? You know, he was in something called American Assassin. I, before we go, I want to say he played a bad guy in that. And he's like in fighting and doing all kinds of it's a crappy kind of murder mystery kind of you know global thing and he, he's like doing stunts and stuff you know he, and he's the bad guy he's like a cia guy so that was like totally out of character but you know get a job it's nice get a job like keep keep working well worth our time to dedicate this edition of screen time to michael keaton drew's gonna finish dope sick if you haven't seen it you have to check it out uh, I'm Gary Tagway for Giuliano. Uh, thanks for watching Screen Time, streaming and everything in between.